All right, and welcome back to the Street Smart Sports Podcast. You chose a great day to listen in because we have a jam-packed episode, don't we, Ross? I cannot wait. I'm sweating just thinking about it. I'm jittery. My leg is going up and down. I can't stop moving my toes. I can't stop moving my eyes. My eyes. (laughs) Keep looking up and down, left and right. Oh, man. Much like the Joker which we will get back to our review of it. I know this is a sports podcast, but come on. You want to know about what we think about Joker. We saw it on opening night. We have our opinions and our thoughts, but you'll have to stay to the end. Um, and if by popular demand you guys want a just Joker-filled episode of takes and things like that, we will offer that to you. No problem whatsoever. But anyway... There was not only the Joker premiere last night, but there was the uh, Thursday night football game. And <clears throat> this was not a hard decision. I chose to go see Joker over this game, but I heard this game was pretty good. I heard that there were some surprises. I was kind of sad. Did you see the touchdown catch? The yes, Tyler, Tyler Lockett. Lockett. Yeah, the Tyler Lockett touchdown catch. I always dreamed when I played football <laughs> that I was going to catch a pass like that. And... You know, that the ball would be perfect, my toes would be there, and I would be, like, I would be in bounds. Like, that's the kind of catch a wide receiver dreams of having. That right there was fantastic, fantastic throw by Russell Wilson and a fantastic catch by Tyler Lockett. Um, these were two teams that had something to prove um, because there were questions surrounding the Rams, you know, with that poor performance against the Buccaneers. Um, and also the Seahawks, who lost to the Cincinnati Bengals in week one, but since then have strung off a win streak of four, um, including or who this, the Seahawks won last night? Yep. Yeah, a win streak of four, four in a row. So um, they look dangerous. I, I always kind of thought that they had some good – I mean, the loss of Richard Sherman wasn't going to be the end of them. Um, but there were just kind of questions surrounding the Seahawks. Um, but I don't know. I, I think dangerous Russ is always, you know, is always going to get better. But, I mean, it told us a lot about the Rams, too. It was only a one-point game. I mean, 30-29. to 29, So. I'm going to need Jared Goff to play better. I think. I'm calling out yeah. Jared Goff. <laughs> he got you, that money. You got that money. You were in the Super Bowl last year, you made it to the Super Bowl, granted on a fluke pass interference call in the NFC Championship game, but you still made it to the Super Bowl. And now you're playing like trash, Jared Goff. I'm beginning to wonder if last year, whenever you put up decent to good numbers, if that was a fluke. I don't know. I don't know. I don't think that's crazy to say. I don't think that's crazy to say that Jared Goff, perhaps. Maybe he's not who we thought he was. Is not who we thought he was. I never really, and I don't know if anyone considers Jared Goff to be an elite quarterback. Maybe Rams fans do. I don't. I don't know. I don't see anything there that's like super above average from Jared Goff. But you're right. He got the contract, buddy. We're gonna need you to step it up. I need you to play a little better. You got that defense on the other side. That is pretty sta- pretty dang good with Aaron Donald and pretty stout. Well, then again, Peters and um, oh gosh, what is that other corner's name? Oh, uh, he came from the Broncos. Talib, Talib have not played well at all. <clears throat> Those two guys have just peed down their leg. I'm gonna say it now. Marcus Peters is overrated. I feel like I, I can say I, that as a yeah. as a Chiefs fan. Mm-hmm. He 
has some spectacular plays, and he'll do things, and you're like, man, this guy is pretty good. But then he'll do other things where a majority of the time, and you're just like, you're a bonehead. <laughs> what were you thinking? What were you thinking? Why were you not there? Why are you not playing in coverage? Yeah. Jared Goff had one touchdown last night, and um, it was not it was not a great showing by Jared Goff. And you know, Akib Talib, I think he's still one of the better corners. I just, well, then again, he got roasted by Julian Edelman in the Super Bowl. I mean, that was literally all Akib Talib's fault. Yeah. They told Akib, "Hey, play man against Julian Edelman," and Julian Edelman just ran circles around him. Yeah, embarrassed him. Um, but yeah, I, maybe this Rams team isn't as good as we, you know. Maybe they aren't who year. we thought they were. Huh? Maybe they aren't who we thought they maybe were. Maybe they aren't. Maybe they aren't. And the Seahawks are. I don't know what the rest of their schedule looks like. Let's see. They have a fairly easy schedule coming up. They play the Browns. Then the Ravens, Ravens. I don't know what that Cleveland Browns game showed me. I, I, I don't know what happened there. I was not expecting that. There's a lot of teams in the NFL this season. The it's just been a weird year. Last week was a weird week. It was it's a very weird, weird week. I don't know a lot about any teams outside of New England, Kansas City, and Dallas. Those are the three teams yeah. that I feel like I'm pretty confident in and saying these three teams are probably they're Super Bowl contenders. They're Super Bowl contenders, definitely playoff people. And then you have a bunch under that who I just have no idea. Well, you have teams like the the San Francisco 49ers who are by the grace of God still undefeated, possibly by the grace of a bye week. Yeah. And the Detroit Lions who we're close in that game against the, the, the Chiefs. Chiefs. Yeah. And then the Bills, who almost beat the Patriots. It was just a really, really strange week. I don't know that I'm ready to say that any of those three teams are actually go- like good and good enough to that level that they are actually, you know, um, contenders. And there's a reason that they're undefeated. Part of it's luck. But I don't know. We'll see. I, I I'm I'm interested. This is a good year. For the NFL, and the fact that really the only horrible, god-awful team is the Miami Dolphins, and that everyone else kind of... Well, the Cincinnati Bengals are pretty bad, and the Pittsburgh Steelers are pretty bad. Other than that, though, you've got to pretty much respect everyone you play. Yeah. Eh, Washington Redskins. Yeah, the Redskins, <laughs> the Redskins are bad. Washington Redskins are pretty terrible. <clears throat> um, But, yeah, I mean, speaking of the games last week, I just wanted to get, like wrap my head around what I mean what in the world happened with some of that stuff like it just didn't make sense I was watching Chiefs and Lions game and I was shocked how close it was but like I, I don't know is it the Lions defense I didn't watch the whole game I just don't know I don't know the, the Lions the defense was. is really good they have a second they have a they have a good secondary they have a physical secondary mm-hmm. um and I think this was the first game that you could tell that the Chiefs were really missing Tyree Kill. Yeah. Um, because I didn't realize this. There's a stat that came out about Tyree Kill and how he had, like, 
65, 70% of third down catches last mm. season. So he's a big third down. Yeah, guy. yeah. And right now it's Mahomes and Kelsey on third down. Mm. Um, and it's really, I mean, we have good receivers, but it's Mahomes and Kelsey again. So you just need that veteran receiver who can stretch the field like Ty does. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and that's my thing is they'll get better when Tyreek Hill gets back. But the, the thing is for the Chiefs is the defense has got to get better. The run defense is atrocious. If you cannot stop the run, it's not going to go well for you. We've, I understand pass defense. We like, went from not being able to stop the pass last year to now we can't stop the run. And it's it's horrible. In my opinion, I think it's more important to stop the run than I it agree. is to pass. I agree. Because if you can run the ball down people's throat, then you can pretty much do anything you want. I mean, you don't have to have an elite passing game yeah. to beat someone if you're going to just run the ball down and it's, impose your will. It's the linebackers. Our linebackers are so slow to the ball. Yeah. Yeah. Got to fill the gaps. Yeah. They don't do that. They have no, no ball skills. No, no. Um, there were a couple teams that really surprised me also, and it was um, the Buccaneers. Is that a fluke that the fact that they put up 55 points against the Rams? I mean, what like what in the world? I mean, what happened? Jameis Winston throws four touchdown passes. I mean, what in the what the heck happened? Are the are the Bucks good? <laughs> Who, I don't know. They're who's two coming two? out of the South. I don't know if anyone knows. Let's see. For the South... Wait, what in the world? Where are they? I just found it. <clears throat> it's a dumpster fire over there. It really is. I mean, I would... I would pick the Saints to come out of the uh to come out of the south they're three and one right now but then you got tampa bay carolina that are um two and two i'm never betting my i'm never betting anything on the on the carolina panthers though i mean you're right about that <laughs> they're owing two at home they're owing one in division who knows if cam newton's ever going to play again yeah well, well whatever kyle allen playing fairly well yeah um, for real you've got in the NFC West, if you would have told me at the beginning of the season that the NFC West would be led by the San Francisco 49ers, I would have laughed in your face because they're ahead of the Seahawks and Rams. I mean, I don't think that'll be sustained, but still, that is shocking. They might win this week. They play the Browns. Do they have that? that surely their schedule gets more difficult. Let's... I thought the Cowboys had the easiest first three games, but maybe the freaking 49ers who, who the 49ers played let's see i'm looking it up okay so the 49ers beat the bucks week one they beat the Bengals and they beat the steelers okay those are pretty those are three those horrible are cupcake teams. yeah games tonight they play the brown or monday night they play the browns and then oh man this they is, might have a they Zach, might have the easiest schedule Zach, of this, everyone this schedule's easy their hardest games are divisional games Oh my gosh! Against they the, might come out of the they the might Rams come out and of this. if they can, they might come out of the West. If they can split with the Rams and the Seahawks, they could come out of the West. That is insane. The Seahawks have to keep this from happening. 
Yeah, 100%. I can't have this. I can't have the 49ers go in there. Um, yeah. Uh, the South, the AFC South is completely tied at 2-2 two and two across the board. Houston, Indianapolis, Jacksonville, and Tennessee are all 2-2. Two and two. That's so a- that is just up for grabs. Like like the entirety of the AFC, the AFC is up for grabs. Cleveland's leading, well, tied for the North with Baltimore. That division's awful. That is, is that the worst division right now in football? No, no, the AFC East is the worst the division. The AFC East is It's always so been bad. the worst division. It's always the worst and it always will be the worst. It has two winless teams right now in the Jets and the Miami Dolphins. And then the Buffalo Bills who are 3-1. That's insane. That that conference needs to be split up. Who decided that that was a good idea to put all those teams together? This is why the Patriots just run ramshot through everybody because they have nobody to play. Yeah. When your divisional opponents are Buffalo, the Jets, and the Dolphins. Yeah. That's three wins. That's six wins. I don't want to hear anything from Patriots fans. That's six wins. Easy six wins. <clears throat> But speaking of, well, you know, looking forward to this week, we had some, you know, the Cowboys did not escape defeat. I am upset with Kellen Moore and Dak Prescott that we couldn't put more points on the board, but I'm not upset with the defense. The defense was fine. I mean, 12 points against the Saints. I mean, I'm I'm not complaining about that. I just, offensively, we need to get more things going. Um, We have a... We might have the Cardinals' first win of the year playing the Bengals. Oof. First win of the year, maybe, perhaps. We'll see. Um, yeah, and then some interesting matchups. Also, I want to talk about Kirk Cousins. Can we just talk about how bad he is? He's so bad. He I got can't... called out by his wide receiver. Did you see that, that Adam Thielen? He did, and now <laughs> Stephon Diggs wants a trade. Oh, did you have you not breaking seen that? news? No, I did not hear that. Yes, so Stefan Diggs was MIA from practice this week, and he wants to be traded, even though he has four years left on his deal. So like he doesn't really have any leverage, yeah, to be traded. No, so I doubt anything will happen. But if somebody puts together the right package, it could happen. It could happen. Which I, I mean, I don't... <laughs> knock knock knock. Uh, yes, Brett Veach. Hi, this is Ross Blythe, Street Smart Sports Podcast. Yes, I would like to send uh, Sammy Watkins and possibly um, a defensive player and a and a and a pick to the Minnesota Vikings for Stephon Diggs. For Diggs. Please and thank you. Somebody needs to do this. Four years left, affordable deal. A great talented wide receiver. Yes. Yes. Being wasted by Kirk a Cousins, slap butt in Kirk you, Cousins. Did you see the whatever, video? The video of the gender <laughs> reveal. <laughs> yeah, the gender and reveal. He, he, he missed. That's not. He missed. Ross. He missed. He didn't, people are saying he nearly missed it. He no, missed. he missed. He, he hit straight the ground. Up missed that ball. He threw it straight into the ground <laughs> from three yards out. I've seen toddlers make a better throw with a football from three yards out than Kirk Cousins did. <laughs> And if that like if that shows you what Kirk Cousins is like under pressure, 
Like, imagine what the Minnesota Vikings are having to deal with anytime there's any sort of stress on Kirk Cousins. Why did they get him? Well, think about it. They they saw him from afar at the Washington Redskins playing. Okay, in the first place, why did they trade Case Keenum? Was was there really that much more value in Kirk Cousins than Case Keenum? Because if I'm not mistaken, they still went to the playoffs with Case Keenum. Case Keenum popped off that year. Yeah. That's the reason why Case Keenum got a huge deal in Denver. And then they were like, well, now we're going to go another direction with a guy who plays for the Washington Redskins. Never trade for a quarterback from the Redskins. I heard, why? I heard from someone that, like, if you are shopping for a quarterback – like in free agency, and that quarterback is between the age of twenty eight and thirty two, and he is in free agency, and no one's willing to pick him up. There is a that's a warning sign saying, "Hey, you shouldn't, you probably shouldn't go for this guy." And that's exactly what the Minnesota Vikings did. He's, I mean, you got to throw the. Ball. It's almost worse that yeah. Well, in the play that Adam Thielen was talking about, it was um, the one where. He runs like a corner route, and he just completely misses him. Like, not even close to Adam Thielen. And then he's like, we've got to at least, we can't run the ball every single down. We have got to be able to throw the ball. Now, that's how your running back gets killed, and I need Dalvin Cook because he's on my fantasy team. I need him (laughs) not to get killed. I need them to open up that offense a little bit and not just be so run heavy. He, he he had oh god he had a 14.8 QBR <laughs> almost a non-existent QBR I mean that is just that you have you have Adam Thielen and Stefan Diggs and Dalvin Cook your offense is insane like your offense has some weapons and yet and you have Kyle Rudolph at tight end Yes, all all very good weapons and capable of. I watched him. Kirk Cousins fumbled the ball twice and I, lost it once. I watched him run straight into a defender. <laughs> he Kirk was Cousins. trying to elude a Bears pass rush and ran straight into the guy. How dumb do you have to be? Well, that's He's, a Mark Sanchez move where he Mark ran Sanchez right into move. his linebacker or lineman and fumbled the ball. <laughs> Classic butt fumble. <laughs> Love the butt fumble. Is Kirk Cousins the new Mark Sanchez? I don't think it's. I think it might be worse because Mark Sanchez never got a contract like this. No, Kirk Cousins paid. He ain't got nothing to worry about. <laughs> the Vikings have really dug themselves a hole. They have. They're stuck. Truly with them. have dug themselves a hole. When the opposing. When Chase Daniel has to trot out onto the field and goes out there and does better than Kirk Cousins. <laughs> there will be a Mizzou quarterback starting in the NFL this season. And it is not Drew Locke. It is Chase freaking Daniel. I think He's going to take Mitch Trubisky's starting job. As he should because Mitch Trubisky is hor- horrible. And he got hurt. Trubisky yeah, got hurt know. that game. I don't know how. I don't bad know how bad it is. was, but I mean, Chase let him down the field. Chase goes out there and throws a touchdown, putting you know doing more than Kirk Cousins can could ever do, actually throwing the ball to his receivers, 
and passes for almost 200 yards. I mean... Quarterback rating of 101.4. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm impressed. I think this is what the people wanted to see. I think this is what I think this is what we needed. I saw Bears. Tw- I I had to get on Bears Twitter after I saw Chase came in. They were loving him. Well, yeah, because I, I you finally have a quarterback who can drive down the field and yeah. throw the ball competently. Yeah, you don't have a a scared Mitch Trubisky back there, afraid to afraid to throw the ball. Oh man. We've got some. I mean, there's just there's just a lot of interesting things going on, and you know, I saw Dan Orlot. Do you know that guy from ESPN? Dan Orlovsky. Orlovsky or whatever. Yeah. I'm so sick and tired of him. He was like, they don't know what it's like, because this guy was a he was a quarterback back in the day. You probably have never heard of him because he never he did anything significantly. Um, he was like. Adam Thielen, Kirk Cousins should have never apologized to Adam Thielen because Adam doesn't know what it's like to sit back there and be under pressure and have to read the defense and be able to throw the ball. Jeez. I'm like, excuse me, sir. I'm sorry you have to do your job. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. Are we really making excuses for that? Like, maybe, sorry it's hard. Maybe but, you shouldn't be starting in the NFL if you can't do that. Yeah, if you're not able to. Sorry that high school players are are able to do that, and a professional athlete, grown man, cannot do that. And you're making excuses for him. That is pitiful to me. High high school quarterbacks are told to read defenses, read pressure, and throw the ball and be competent in it. Hi, professional athletes should be held to a higher standard and be able to complete wide open passes easily. I'm I don't like. Also. We talked about it last week. What is ESPN doing? ESPN is about to dig their own grave. They have... They are the worst in every single sport. Yes. They have the worst commentating in every single sport. Basketball's alright. I like Mike Breen. But baseball... I would rather... (laughs) Sit underneath of a running lawnmower... While the blades are chopping up my ears and my eardrums are filling with my own blood, then listen to Alex Rodriguez and Jessica Mendoza mindlessly wander on the entire broadcast. Don't even get me started on Booger. Because Booger's just as bad. Booger's just as bad. Booger doesn't know anything about what's going on in the NFL. No, I feel like he clueless. hasn't done any of his homework. And the other guy, I don't even know what his name is. He acts like every single Monday night game is the Super Bowl. And like that is of crucial importance. I'm like, buddy, it yeah. is the Cincinnati Bengals versus the Pittsburgh Steelers. Let's just enjoy the game. It is two undefeated teams in the wrong column. In the wrong column. Of undefeatedness. <laughs> yeah. There's a zero and an eight in the loss column. You know, it's... I've noticed this is a common theme. National broadcasts are bad. Mm-hmm. Now. They're bad. They're really, really Monday bad. Monday Night Football is unwatchable. It is unwatchable for me. I didn't get to watch the Cardinals playoff game last night, but apparently the TBS announcers were, like, quoting wrong facts <laughs> the entire night. What? Yeah. Oh, they don't gosh. watch any of the games. I don't... 
they get they get their papers during the broadcast. It's probably the first Cardinal game any of them have watched this year. They're like, this is the St. Louis who? Yeah. This and this is, who are they playing? Who are they playing? Yeah. The St. Louis Braves against St. Louis Braves the Atlanta against Cardinals. The Atlanta Cardinals. <laughs> no, you idiot. Get your head out of the dirt. <laughs> Pull your head out. Figure and it out. Why don't you do your job? You're a broadcaster. Why don't you actually study the sport you're broadcasting? I feel like we could be broadcasters. I feel like I could. Yeah. I mean, sure, it's a hard thing to talk for a living, but if you do your homework, you should have things to talk about in the meantime, and not just mindlessly meander through the freaking dark corners of your mind, Alex Rodriguez. Who knows what's going on up there? I don't want to know what you ate for lunch the other day. I don't want to know what you just randomly thought of. I want to know about baseball. You win a baseball game when you score more runs than the opponent. Wow, thank you, thank for, you that for that insight. riveting commentary. I'm glad you played in the league 16 years, and that's the best you could come up with. <laughs> Not a hitter's tendencies or anything. I've heard better baseball insights from a freaking kindergartner. Yeah, I've seen, I've seen Little League parents give better baseball insight than that. National commentating, and as a whole, needs to get a check. Like, people need to check them. The only good commentator. And just because, and here's, here, sorry to interrupt you, but here's this one that like, quit bringing on people who used to play the game, but are just terrible in front of a microphone. Yes. AKA Alex Rodriguez. He played MLB baseball. He was a professional athlete. However, that does not mean that he is going to be a good commentator for baseball. I agree. Booger McFarland played in the NFL. Definitely great athlete. You put him in front of the microphone, literally look what's happened. Look it's, what has happened. Why do we feel the need to put former players on broadcast? I don't know. Or maybe so that like people will – maybe it validates the – I don't know. I, I don't really know. Because I – I'm trying to remember the last time I listened to a national broadcast with a former player on. Tony Romo. I Sometimes guess. it can work. Sometimes I mean, Tony it Romo, works. it works. Um, even Troy Aikman's good 70% yeah, some, of the time. Yeah, yeah. Um, and the NBA has really good commentating. The NBA on TNT, the TNT NBA team is oh, it's, the best. It's, I, it's at the top of the list. Like, who are the best? Okay, well, that, that's just sparked it. Who are the best commentators in sport? Like, I know this is spur of the moment. Like, we didn't prepare for this. So forgive us if we're we, off we the like, cusp. Yeah, we're I, off the cusp. We're off script. But who are the best commentators? Like, because. We need to Al Michaels and um, Chris, Collinsworth. Chris Collinsworth are pretty good. They're good. I think the ultimate duo was John Madden and Al, and Michaels. Al Michaels, Michaels was so good on Monday night. Such a good commentating group. Right now, it has to be NBA TNT. Everything down from the the like halftime mm-hmm. production is hilarious. Yes, with Ernie Shack. Kenny and Charles. That <laughs> so team is good. so funny. It is so good. And then even, like, their announcing teams are good. Mm-hmm. Like, I'll listen to Marv Albert any day of the week. Yeah. Commentated basketball game. Yeah. I love it. It gives me life. So they're at the top of my list as well. Al Michaels, Chris Collinsworth. Sunday Night Football is good. It's, it's good. It's not great. It's not great. Mike Tirico in the in the, in the the studio is good mm-hmm. with Tony Dungy and um, Rodney Harrison. Those are good. Yes, I love Tony Dungy. Um, man. I like – do we consider college game – that's not, that's kind of a talk show. It's not necessarily 
commentating. They but commentate. Kinda. They commentate. Kirk Herb Street's good. I do like Kirk Herb Street. Sometimes he can get under my skin, but I do like Kirk Herb Street. Um, Tony Romo's good. Jim Nance and Tony Romo. He is a, t- Tony Romo's a rising star right now. Rising star. And also Jim Nance's voice could put me to bed. It's oh, silky yeah. smooth. Jim Nance, yes. Yes, yes, yes. So I'd probably put I put NBA on TNT. I put Jim Nance and Tony Romo at two. The Sunday night football crew on NBC at three. Uh I don't know, that's really the only ones I can think of right now. I mean And then you have uh, 50 Layers of Crap <laughs> in the, the ESPN broadcast. I guess we have Joe Buck and Troy Aikman, too. Yeah, I put jo- Joe Buck and Troy Aikman at four. At four. They have their games, and then they also have their games where I'm just like, I need to mute the TV because I can't <laughs> listen to you anymore. I would rather, like, I, I, I would rather turn on music than listen to Burger McFarlane talk about football. I've done that before on, on like, baseball games. Mm-hmm. Turn off the national broadcast, put on that Cardinals radio broadcast. Yeah, so good. So good. ESPN is lo- – I mean, that's why they're getting all these horrible games. They're, they're not losing. getting good – No. They're not getting good college football games or NFL games. They're getting they're getting the worst of everything, and it's because their commentating is horrible. Because they have horrible. no credibility anymore. They're yeah. useless. No, no. They've got if they if they aren't sitting there watching Booger and his but I can who is the guy that Booger's with I don't even know his name I can't even remember if they're not sitting there going what the heck did we just do and they're going oh this is really good and then they're in some serious trouble there's no way that they can be thinking this is good because the like the the pretty much the consensus is this is a freaking dumpster fire it's Joe Tessitore Joe Tessitore yeah haven't heard of him. It doesn't work. I just miss, you know what I miss? I miss the blunder that was the booger mobile. That <laughs> god awful crane that was on the field that would block people's view of the game. I miss that blunder. That thing was awful. Was this when he was at SEC? No, this is what this is last year. Whenever he was on Monday Night Football, and they oh. kept it. He was a field level analyst. Oh. <laughs> yeah, and they had this like weird. Booger mobile that he would like ride around in on the sidelines, mm-hmm. but it was this like giant like crane arm thing. It was just bad. ESPN just needs to figure it out. It is not it is not going well for them. Um, you mentioned the Braves and the Cardinals. Let's talk about that game real quick. Um, ben Patterson, your bet is not off to a hot start right now. You lost your first game at home, and so you're gonna have to win four straight. And able to to win this bet, and I just don't think they're going to be able to do it. But or did he say he said he said Braves in four? I said Cardinals oh, so he'll in have five. to win it. They'll have to, they'll they'll have have to, to win, win three now. straight. Three straight. That's going to be tough. Um. So I didn't watch the game. However, I did watch some highlights, and one of those highlights was when Yadier Molina threw out Acuna to second, and it was vintage Yadi. I. I love that. I love that stuff. I love how hype. I love how hype the guys have been getting. Mm-hmm. I'm all for that. I hate the people that are like, baseball players shouldn't show emotions. If you're one of those people, please stop listening to the show. 
we don't want you here. We don't want your negativity. Because baseball is meant to be fun. It is. It's meant to be fun. You're meant to be a kid again whenever you play baseball. So I'm here for the guys celebrating. Mm-hmm. There's a story about the Braves being critical of Acuna Jr.'s uh, lack of effort. Apparently he didn't hustle. He uh, And he's been... He's had that kind of problem all season. He got benched. Yes. I think he got benched during the season at I, one point for not running out of hit. I think I think you're right because the story that – or the, the thing it's referring to is it's saying that Acuna failed to run out a ball. He hit off the wall in right field, and it ended run. up being just a single. Um and in this article, it referenced that the last time it happened in August, he was benched. Yep. He was, in fact, benched. Um, and then he got called out by his teammates after the Braves lost yesterday. And one of the Braves, Freddie Freeman, said it's frustrating. Um, and then he said, but I think you have to have the conversation once. He's like, if you have it again, it's kind of beating a dead horse after that um, over and over again. And you have to know that that was a mistake. Um, but yeah, but he just, he, he didn't run. He, Acuna, this is how it's described. Acuna t- connected off the Cardinals pitcher, John Brebia. Brebia in the seventh. And Dexter Fowler played it off the wall. And by the time Dexter Fowler turned to throw, Acuna was just then getting the first base. You know how long it takes for a ball to get to the right field wall? It's a while. And if you're just now rounding first and you're known for stealing and your speed, yeah. then that is that's not good. Yeah. I just couldn't believe they pulled it out. Going into that movie it was three three in the eighth. Mm-hmm. And they came out and it's seven to six and the Cardinals have won. And I was like, what in the world happened? That was a crucial win for the Cardinals. Had Cardinals to win game needed one. Needed to steal a game. Needed Especially since game today we have our we have our ace going today. Jack and it's Flaherty. still in Atlanta. Still in Atlanta. Yeah. If we can take two in Atlanta. Woo! Boy, Coming back good. home to oh, I'm feeling good. I mean it's tough to win in that field. Yeah it is. In uh in the Cardinals field if you have a two oh advantage. Um so, do you predict? I mean, I, I'm predicting that the Cardinals win again. I am I, too because they have Flaherty going. Flaherty's been their ace. unhittable. Yeah, yeah. Um, the Dodgers ran over the Nationals too. They oh, were yeah? good. Six zero. The Dodgers. The are Dodgers no are joke. good. No freaking joke over there at L.A. If they. If they make the World Series again and don't win for three straight years, how heartbreaking is that? I don't know. Uh, that's, that's I can't even imagine. <laughs> I I would stop being a I would stop being a Dodgers fan. I think I would too at that point. Uh, tonight is uh, as well as the Cardinals, Braves, Nationals, Dodgers is the Rays and the Astros and Twins and Yankees. I'm getting a little AL action going here. Um, there's an emergency. Um, <laughs> anyway, <clears throat> yeah, I don't, I, I don't know enough about the Braves or not the Braves, the Rays and Astros, and I, I feel like the Yankees are gonna win the Twins game. I don't know. I'm rooting for the Twins, but I just don't see it happening. Yeah, but you never know. Baseball's crazy sometimes. It is, in fact, crazy. 
It is, in fact, crazy. If there is an ALCS of the Rays and the Twins. (laughs) (laughs) What? (laughs) That would be wild. I would love that. Not going to lie, I would love that. So who? What does it look like? Is this all? Are these all the teams that are in the play? Like, yeah, this is who's left. This is who's left. Mm-hmm. Okay, I didn't know. I didn't know if there was like some teams that were waiting for this series to end. Oh. Okay, I love watching playoff baseball. I will be watching today the Cardinals game. I have to, to keep watch up it. with it. I'll be at my football game, but I'll be I'll be uh, I'll be keeping in touch as well as Ben Patterson will be keeping in touch with the game. Um. Okay, so we can. Um, I mean, I'm pretty much out of start. Like, I I don't know. Darnold is, is getting back to life, and he's being a baby. And, he doesn't want to die, though. He doesn't want to die. <laughs> he says he's ready to go, but he doesn't want to risk his life, buddy. No one's asking you to put your life on the line for the New York freaking Jets. You can. <laughs> you'll be okay. Can you imagine a worse way to die than playing for the New York Jets? <laughs> Oh, there's not much worse. There's not many worse ways to go than that. I'm t- I don't want to talk about Sam Darnold. That he, I just, I don't. He doesn't deserve. He doesn't deserve my mention. I think it's time for some college football. Let's do some college football picks. It's a good week. Now it's been okay. So let's review last let's, week. Okay, so I I have this here. You have it ready to go. I do. Okay. So last week, Zach. What? No. You were two and two. I know, I know. I was so close to not being two and two, though. Me, <laughs> Ross Blythe, was one and three. <laughs> so overall, you are five and three. I'm five and three. And I'm three and five. Three and five. You're, you have a losing record. I have but a that's, losing okay. Record. that's okay. That's okay. It's okay. Can be made up in a week. Yeah, I was right on my upset that I said Arizona State would beat Cal. I was right. Arizona State beat Cal by a touchdown. Um. I'm glad that I didn't actually go through with my Rutgers Michigan pick because that was a 52 to 0 spanking. I should have done North Carolina and Clemson. Clemson does not deserve. Didn't wasn't the last podcast we said we, Clemson shouldn't be number we, one. What do they get? What do they do? They go out there and they almost lose to North Carolina. They should have. North Carolina call an option play for that two point conversion. They were good. They should have tied the game. They Why did they the try game. and go for? Are you telling me you really think you have more of a, a chance to to get a two-point conversion than to go through an entire series again? You really want to put everything on one play against I'm saying, good Clemson defense? I know. That Trash was can. a horrible, horrible decision. I did not understand that at all. Um, Notre Dame beat Virginia, and that was a stretch by me. I said that Virginia would win, and they did not. Washington beat USC by a couple touchdowns. Washington did beat USC, and then um, your Indiana, Michigan State was close though. I was hoping they, I was they, they were knocking on the door. They were knocking on the door. They did look pretty dang good. They scored a lot of points against a supposedly good Michigan State defense. Yeah, and then Utah, Utah beat Utah beat Washington, Washington State. State, and I, I'm kind of, you know, it is what it is. It happens. It happens. It happens. It was a weird week. All the way around, you know. It's just a weird week. All the way around. Okay, so look, fast forward to this week. We've got some good. We, we we've got some pretty good games. We got some pretty good games on the horizon. We do. Um, ranked games are Iowa, Michigan. I think Iowa will. I mean, I, I don't want to get into that yet. I don't want to ruin my picks. Auburn, Florida. 
Auburn, Florida, um, Michigan State, and Ohio State. Those are the three ranked games. And we can. There's probably another one that we can just throw in there. We want to like start with some ranked. upset picks here. Let's do upset picks. Yes. Um, do you have one in mind, or do you want to? I'm looking real quick. Yeah. I'm probably going to lose again this week. <laughs> so I'm just going to do it. I'm taking Cal over Oregon. I almost I was thinking about that. I was I was really I really was thinking about that. I don't know why. And well, I don't even think it's going to happen. <laughs> but I, by golly, I'm doing it. <laughs> by golly, I'm doing it. Okay, so Cal over Oregon. Can get you know I can get behind that. Um, you know there are some there 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 are some games that I um I you know I almost think about doing West Virginia beating Texas, but then I remember the spanking that Missouri gave them, and I'd say that yeah I probably don't want to do that. Um. Where's that game at? Is it it in, is at West Virginia. It's in Morgantown? It is Morgantown. Um, now, this is tough. This is so tough. I am going to say, for my upset pick, I'm going to say Stanford over Washington. Okay. Um, oh, man. That does not look good, though. I, <laughs> I don't actually, I think I might not do that. Um, Stanford has been pretty bad. You know, you know what? This is I, a tough week. I think you should do it. You think I should do Not it? Stanford. I think you should do West Virginia. You think so? I do. I think I might. I, 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 I think I might do it. All the other potential upsets. I just, I physically cannot see it actually happening. I'm going to go West Virginia beats Texas. That's my upset. It's at West Virginia. They are three and one. Their 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 one their worst game was against Missouri, and they almost lost to Kansas. Oh God! <laughs> oh, this is a horrible week. This is a horrible week for college football. I'm not gonna lie. If Kansas wouldn't have crapped the bed the last three weeks, <laughs> I probably would have taken Kansas <laughs> over OU. Just oh, did a God. joke for. <laughs> you know, I'm gonna say what's for 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 you know just for fun's sake, I'm gonna go Michigan State beating Ohio State. Oh, you're doing Michigan okay. State beats Ohio State. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna do that. I'm gonna do it. I don't care. I'm I know it's not gonna happen. I'm just gonna do it. I'm pulling the trigger. I'm not changing my mind anymore. Okay, that's my upset game. Um. Other games, so let's do Iowa versus Michigan. Who wins this game? It's at Michigan. It's at Ann Arbor. Spreads three and a half. Three and a half in Michigan is is favored to win. <clears throat> I'll tell you right now, I'm picking Iowa to win this game. I'm picking I'm picking Iowa over Michigan. I'm also gonna pick Iowa over Michigan because of Iowa's defense. Yep. And Iowa has Michigan doesn't a know what they're doing. Great defense. It does. Michigan just has no offensive identity. So, 
We're both Iowa on that. Auburn versus Florida. This was pretty much, this was an easy pick for me. I picked Auburn. Auburn. Florida is somehow undefeated. I'm not really sure how that's possible. They're undefeated because their backup quarterback came in against Kentucky and just balled out after Felipe Franks got hurt. Mm-hmm. Well, they played two pretty abysmal teams after that. They played Tennessee and Ta- Towson or whatever. Yeah, I two slap butt teams. I think I think Auburn actually wins in a landslide against Florida. I don't think it's close. I think Auburn's on a mission this year, and I honestly I think Auburn could beat Bama. I wonder where the Iron Bowl is this year. That's a good question. I feel like it's in Auburn this year. I don't know. Okay, and then one more. Well, well I already chose. I chose um, the other ranked game is Michigan State and Ohio State. And it's at is Michigan Ohio State, State ranked. Michigan State is twenty five. Okay, because so on Bleacher on Report they are not ranked. They are twenty five. They are on the cusp. So, do we want to pick that game? Um, even though you picked it already. Yeah, you well, you can pick, you can pick that game, and then I'll pick a different one. Not only that won't be my up, I guess that won't be my upset since it's a ranked since it's a ranked game. I can pick another one for my upset. I'll just end up going with um the uh shoot. Uh, I'll go. I'll go. I agree with you. Caliber Oregon. Caliber Oregon. Okay. I'm agreeing with you. I can't. I literally cannot rationalize any other pick. That's that's how I was. Could not do it. Um. So Michigan State OSU. I'm gonna go OSU. Okay. I think. Okay. I'm going to go Michigan State. You're keeping it. I keeping love it. it. I'm keeping it. I said it. i got to keep it. I changed my mind too many times. I love it. I'll, I'll suffer the consequences this week of my lack of decision making. Okay. In the place of Guess the Lines, I think we should do our Joker review. I agree. So this is... This is a spoiler-free review. Yeah, you don't have to turn it off. We're not gonna, we're not gonna mess up the movie for you. But if you do want a spoiler review of it, we will be doing that. We will be doing that as well. So stay tuned for the spoiler review. Stay tuned for the spoiler review. So the Joker. It might be one of the best comic book movies I've ever seen. Strictly from a movie aspect. The acting was incredible. Yes. Um, the cinematography, the score yes. was incredible. I mean, I had goosebumps the entire movie. I did too. Not only because the theater was cold, <laughs> but just from the sheer fact of the content of the movie. Mm-hmm. I was on the edge of my seat. I was too. I My was, heart was racing. I, this was the most anxious I, I think I've ever been in a movie. I was so anxious. I walked out of that theater and I was tense. Uh, yeah. My <laughs> shoulders and my back were tense <laughs> yeah. from the sheer stress of the movie. Yeah, they were. 
it's just the way he portrays the Joker is it was great. It was it was a fascinating movie. It in terms of the way the movie was done, it was it was a masterpiece is what it was. It, it really was, was it was there wasn't one part where I thought, you know, this is lacking and it's hurting the movie. Like you said, the cinematography, the acting, the story, the build up, the everything character has a purpose in the movie. Yes. Yes. And there's some twist too that I was just like, what the heck? Yes. It takes you on this journey sometimes going one way and then it will halt to a complete stop and you'll be like, Oh my gosh, what in the world? Like I, I didn't even I, I didn't see that. I really didn't see that coming. They do a great job of making you sympathize. Anytime a movie can make me sympathize with a bad person, that's a good movie. From the get go, they per, they have this perspective that you are feeling bad for Arthur. You are, and Arthur is the Joker. Yes, is his name. It's just from the beginning you have sympathy for him, and it's not to justify the actions that he does, but it is to say like this person is portray like is a human being and has like emotions, and you're seeing like the effect of. Like, you know, everybody has a breaking point. Yes, yes, and, and it definitely, in my opinion, you know, you. The first thing I did when I got home was I looked up reviews, mm-hmm. and I was surprised at the amount of reviews that were hating on this movie. Like, I don't think people knew what to expect. Yeah, I think people saw a comic book movie. Oh, it's Joker. It, it's really not. It's really not. I mean, that movie was dark and gritty, mm-hmm. and I loved every second. If you know anything about the Joker character, like, the thing that makes the Joker character so just makes people, you just get drawn into the character because of how insane he is. Mm-hmm. And unpredictable And how he is. unpredictable he is. I had no idea what Arthur was going to do the entire movie. I literally, and I was literally about to say this, I, never in a movie before have I been so anxious just because I didn't know what he was going to do. And this movie does not hold back at all. And so if something's going to happen, it is going to happen and it's going to be violent. Yeah. And you're just not ready for it sometimes. I think that's what I love is that's what he captured in the Joker is just the unpredictability. Yes. He captured that so well. Heath Ledger did a great job in the dark Knight, Um, and up to this point, Probably the best Joker adaptation we've seen. Yeah. But now... Now? I don't know. I think there might be... I, this joke... This iteration of the Joker... Having... Putting my bias aside from the Dark Knight... I have to say... It was the... It was the most well done Joker I've seen. Just because I got to know more of the character Joker... Than I did when I watched the Dark Knight. Yeah. Because I feel like... In the Dark Knight, I don't know if it was just the way the movie was written or not, but that Joker, I felt like he was very much an anarchist, and he just wanted to like kind of tear the world down. This Joker, he was just insane. Yeah. Like, he was literally crazy. Yeah. And I felt like the Heath Ledger Joker, you kind of, kind of knew where he was going with everything. This Joker... I don't know. Mm-hmm. 
the one thing I was telling my wife as we were leaving the movie, I was like, it's hard for me also to say that this Joaquin Phoenix's Joker is better than Heath Ledger because there's no interaction with the Batman. And that is such a crucial part of the Joker is how does the Joker interact and talk with Batman? Because from some iterations of the Joker, literally his sole purpose is Batman. Like he has to yes. have Batman. Well, that was the Dark Knights thing was he needed Batman. He didn't want to kill Batman. He literally, he needed him throughout the entire movie just yes. for his purpose's sake. Yeah. And this one, he, you know, I don't, I'm not going to spoil anything, but Batman is not in this movie. Nope. Um, so you have no interactions with that. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm so curious to see what happens if they're going to keep moving moving forward with this Joker in future films or what? I hope they do. Oh man. He, uh, like I just, I haven't stopped thinking about the movie. Me neither. Since we saw it last night. And that's a sign of a good movie. Yes, yes. If it can continually make me think about it and I like revisit parts of it, I'm like, man, that was insane. Like, that is a good movie. I don't care what anybody says. I don't care either. I mean, I saw those reviews and it didn't make it didn't change my view of, of or my no. impression of the movie, movie when I got out. I mean, I still think this is my rating of the movie is a 10 out of 10. I, mean, I agree. Hands down, 10 out of 10 movie. Masterpiece, full, well, well, well done. You know, people are going to make a fuss about the motives of the movie and, you know, are you glorifying murdering or mental health issues? And you've got to just be able to understand why the movie is doing what it's doing. Like you, this is not in any way, in my opinion, is not in any way glorifying these things. If anything, it's bringing attention to them. Attention to mental health issues and what can happen if you aren't treated properly. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, he. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um, also, I think something that got something that I noticed was how well this movie did at representing Gotham City. Gotham oh, City yes. in the movie it was, was so, so well. That's a very good point. Because in previous Batman movies, you just kind of be like, you're like, oh, this is pretty much just like new york or like oh this is just chicago mm-hmm. but like this gotham city felt like an entirely different place like even down to like the look of the yeah. city and everything mm-hmm. was very much gotham city there was, was some like grittiness some dirt to it yeah some darkness to it it reminded me of the co- like the, like you said the comic version of gotham city because you remember things like the dark knight and it was very similar to just a regular just Sort of a New York, New York New City York, vibe. Yeah. But this was, it was very apparent that this Gotham City was not, was its own thing. I mean, it was, it was not a, this is a real life depiction of a city in America today. Yes. This was a very much like, this is set in its own place and time with its own morals and values and society as well as like classes of people. Yeah. And you'll see this as you watch the movie that. You have to just kind of accept that this is where the city's at. I mean, you can't you can't superimpose where you see a city and where we are today in this movie because it is just not set like that. No. It is not set like that at all, and that's actually crucial to the point of the film Yes, in several aspects. It reminded me of a video game. Like it, yeah. It was very much like Batman Arkham Asylum, Batman Arkham City, like those games. 
And it, you know, I don't think this spoils it, but Arkham is in the game. Arkham, or not in the game, is in the movie. There's Arkham Hospital, and Arkham Asylum is referenced. Yes. That's, you know, we can do our own spoiler review. We have to do a spoiler review. We can't, we cannot not do it. So stay, if, literally, just stay tuned for the spoiler review, and we can actually go into depth about what the movie was about. But I... In my opinion, and and outside of critic reviews, I, I went on Twitter and just searched up Joker, and everyone loved the movie. Everyone loved the movie. It was far and away. It was those critics from New York Times and Wall Street that were hating on the movie and saying that it was, you know, something that it obviously wasn't, you know. But people just have to be offended by everything now. I mean, pretty much, honestly. I don't know. But I give the movie a 10 out of 10. If Joaquin Phoenix does not win an Oscar for this performance of Joker, there better be a dang good movie that comes out better than better than the portrayal of Joker than in this one for Joaquin Phoenix not to win an Oscar for this. It was it was one of the best performances I've ever seen from an actor. It was so good. He was so good in it. And it was the first comic book movie where I'm like, man, this could be like like if I was totally unaware of the fact that this was a comic book character, it would have been great. Yeah, I mean, my wife doesn't even watch; she doesn't know anything about DC. Or yeah, anything. she thinks DC and Marvel are the same thing. Yeah, and she was like, she thought it was a great movie. Yeah, I mean, we talked about it all the way on the way home, and we seriously like we we loved the movie. And she she's not a comic book person. I'll be going back to see it. I will too. I will too. We saw it on IMAX, and we'll probably see it in the Dolby, Dolby next time. Yep. Yep. Oh, man, such a good movie. Such yeah. a good movie. If you love the Joker, if you just love good acting, go see the movie. Yes. But beware, if it you is... like horror or thriller... It is pretty disturbing. It is disturbing. I mean, it is more disturbing than I thought it was going to be. Same. I went in there thinking, okay, this might be violent. Yeah. And... It's... it's... Not only is it... For, okay. This movie... Had me feeling like emotions on a level that I have not felt in a movie before. Like, you know how like in Avengers things will happen and people die and stuff like that. And you're supposed to feel like, you know, oh dang, like Tony Stark died at the end of Endgame. Like, shoot. That was nowhere near to the feeling that I got while watching this movie because... They just did such a great job of making you feel sympathetic towards Arthur and building up this character and the way they shot these scenes and what they showed and the emotions that are showed. I mean, it had me, I don't know that I've ever felt emotion like that in a movie, like a thriller before. Yeah, it was, I mean, if you've ever seen the movie seven and towards the end, you realize like when Bradley, when Brad Pitt is like, talking to the villain and he's saying like what's in the box like what's in the box and then you realize that it's his wife is dead and he doesn't realize it and you're like oh gosh it's that feeling but all the time in joker because you're like you're equal parts like man like the people around him turned him into this yeah and equal parts like i was just disgusted and appalled at what he was doing yes yes it's this weird feeling of feeling sorry for him, yet also being like, why are you doing these things? 
what is wrong with you? Yeah, and by no means are we validating what happened. Like no, yeah, by feeling sorry for him, it is just like you. I was telling like any rational human being knows that that is not acceptable behavior. Like yes, and that you can't do that obviously, and there's no excuse for that. No matter how far, no matter how far you're pushed, you can't do that. Mm -hmm. But you also understand. What brought him to that point? And there's actually, you know, we'll get into it in spoilers. There is a backstory as to why he is the way he is. Yep. And it is not just because of what is on the surface. There nope. is more beneath it. So, okay, we got to cut it off so we can do a spoiler review. But uh, closing remarks for us, we hit the one hour mark. Perfect. One hour mark. Thank you for listening to the Street Smart Sports Podcast. Um, you can listen to us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. Um, please, please leave us a like and a review um, and tell us how we're doing. Um, we appreciate you guys for listening. This has been the Street Smart Sports Podcast.